Welcome back to Hero Talk with Talix and Trev. I'm Talix. And I'm Trev. And with special guest, Uncle Shane. That's right. We got a special guest because we got a special super emergency episode. Because what did we just watch? Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh yeah. Let's swing this one. Now it's time for jokes. Alex, do you have anything? Yes. What do you call a man that dresses in all black in other countries doing undercover missions? Spider monkey. No. Hmm. Creepy dude wearing all black in another country. No. <laughs> you call him a spy. Duh, man. <laughs> oh, spy dumb. Man. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so it's time for our favorite lines of the movie. Trev, what do you got? Spider-Man's real name is... Spider-Man's real name is Peter Parker. What? <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Shane, do you got one? You don't ghost Nick Fury. <laughs> That's a good one, too. My favorite line wasn't a funny one, but it was an inspirational one. Never be a, never apologize for being the smartest person in the room. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> now it's time for the MVP, Uncle Shane. Who do you have as your MVP? Nick Fury. Okay. Why? Why is Nick Fury the MVP? Because Nick Fury is Nick Fury. If, if bad stuff happens, Nick Fury finds the answer. Nick Fury wasn't even there. This man was looking at a hollow dick. Are we spoilers? We're in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Like, if I mean, not Homecoming, but Far From Home. If they if they here now, they they getting spoiled. Well, listen, Nick Fury. You didn't know it wasn't Nick Fury to the end. I didn't know, but now I do. Still my MVP. Okay, fair enough. Thank you. Trail, do you got one? Both the Nick Furies. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Because he told the other one what to do to help Spider-Man get all the stuff so he could figure out that Mysterio wasn't actually Mysterio and finished the whole thing. Okay, that's all nice and fine and dandy. But the true MVP of all of this is MJ. I was gonna say MJ finding the tech. Oh. Giving it to Peter, letting everybody know what it was. Otherwise, he'd have got that thing off scot-free. Nobody would have been none the wiser. And they would have pulled it all off. He would have been the next Iron Man by killing all these people in London and calling it a day. So do we know who's gonna be the next Iron Man or not? I don't, I don't think he's gonna be the next Iron Man. I, I don't oh. I don't think he's gonna be the next Iron Man because I think that they're gonna have the other actual more so adult Avengers kind of take that role spot, but I don't think anybody can take Iron Man's spot quite yet. Because think about it, Iron Man kicked this whole thing off. Like, all this started with the Iron Man movie. I can't and we're going to kind of get back into those things when I'm going to get into fun facts. I don't want to kind of get too much into that. But, yeah. I like I your radio voice. 
I can only think of two, three people. Yep. Well, let's debate that a little bit when we get to the fun facts part, okay? Okay. All right. Now it's time for everybody's favorite costume. Do you have one, Talix? Of course. Now, this is a Spider-Man movie. It is a Spider-Man movie that has the Iron Spider suit. It has the black night monkey suit. It has the modified Spider-Man and the classic Spider-Man suit, as well as even had a little bit of the hooded Spider-Man suit. And if you look real closely, you saw Spider-Man 2099 concept in there. But the true best costume of all in this movie, Mysterio. Come on now, this man, you, how do you make a man with a fishbowl on his head look cool? You can't, you can't, like, like, in, in the cape? With the with the diamonds and all that stuff etched into it, with it, it was awesome. Darwin can. I just feel like <laughs> you can't if you're picking a costume. You can't disregard my pick for costume. Okay. I was gonna say Spider Man, all of them. <laughs> but you just disregarded. All I'm not of saying them. that I'm disregarding them. They were all awesome, and that's why Mysterio's costume was so awesome because it was even better than that. Like I love the Iron Spider suit. But to have a suit that looks even cooler than the Iron Spider suit, that was that was just awesome. That was just awesome. Not to mention, we're not even talking about the special effects he had with the with the 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 green smoke beams and all that stuff. Come on, man. What about you, Trail? For me, I said all the Flash's outfits. Those were just cool. I like them. Yeah, the regular outfits, flash was kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of nice to be cool when you're rich. Oh. But anyway. And he's Spider-Man. Oh, nobody knows actually that dude. All right, so where's your favorite setting in this movie? Trev, what you got? Inside that big monster. Of all of them, at like sort of at the end with all the robots in it, in the blue and a whole bunch of stuff just happening. This is like oh, so they were inside when they were inside the um the drone yes. matrix when they were making yes. the illusion. Yes, it was blue when when they were in when Spider Man was inside the monster. It just looked all cool. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Uncle Shane, what about you? I say the carnival. It was a great fight scene. At the carnival, Spider-Man is super strong for catching the affairs with Okay, so the setting for the carnival was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, For me, I say my favorite setting was, I think it's Venice. The place where they have just, like, where you can ride the boats everywhere. Yeah. Because that was just pretty cool. I'm I just thinking that it would be awesome just to kind of go there, you know, Thanks. with somewhere you can actually... I don't know if there's any fish out there or not, or if you want to get any fish that people. Because you think about it, if it's a street, then they might be. Well, I don't know. I don't want to sit here and slander Venice because I don't know how it is out there. But I will say this: it looks awesome. It looks beautiful, and I would love to ride on one of those boat rides to kind of go around those places. So I thought that that was a pretty cool thing, and I thought it was awesome just to kind of have him kind of roaming from setting to setting to be in different places and everything like that. I thought that was a pretty cool thing to see because normally when you think Spider-Man, you think New York City, Queens, and that's about it. But nah, he was all over the world, so that was pretty awesome to have him do. Uh, I think I want to change my setting. Okay. In the field. 
with all the ah, in the Netherlands. Yes. Yes, that was pretty flowers. cool too. I kind of want to see that too, like the I big like flower that. field where they had all the different colored flowers and stuff mm -hmm. like that. That was pretty cool as well. All right. So now, what are our favorite scenes? Trail. My favorite scene is when when Mysterio is using the illusions and Spider-Man is changing his suits and stuff. His suits are just changing. He's flipping around and everything. And then out of nowhere, when things finally get normal-ish, then boom, he gets hit by a train. <laughs> Why? That was funny. What? It was surprising. It had hurt. That had hurt. He got hurt many times. Yes, he did. Uncle Shane? My favorite scene is near the end of the movie when he was fighting Mysterio and the screen went black and all the smoke and he had to fight the drones that he couldn't see. That was my favorite scene. He's like, Spider Tingle. Yeah, what did he say? Peter Tingle. <laughs> the Peter yeah. Tingle, yeah. yeah. Okay, my favorite one is kind of just like a mixture of both of you guys because I think that the, the effects that they had from Mysterio throughout the movie were just like awesome like these things were just like ridiculously amazing um just effects for the way that stuff looked and all that stuff so you just kind of seeing him fighting everybody and then yes when he was actually going like he showed the true potential of what spider-man could do because think about this man spider-man by himself was fighting against at least 300 automated drones that could kind of take him out and he was able to win that's an amazing Spider-Man. So, Uncle Shane, what's something that you thought that didn't make any sense in the movie? What didn't make sense to me is why Nick Fury wasn't in the movie. Like, why didn't he... He was just chilling on a make-believe beach. Why didn't he just come to Earth and do it himself? He wasn't hurt. He wasn't beaten, broken, battered, or bruised. Why didn't you just come do it yourself? I think I got an answer for that one, actually. Okay, absolutely. Because think about it. Okay, so what is Spider-Man Homecoming? If we're looking at the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the bookends of the first half of the Marvel Cinematic Universe started with Iron Man and ended with the Endgame, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's a reset to say, okay, we had our vacation at the Endgame. Let's kick this back up. And start off with our new stuff. Like at the end of it, he's like, all right, all right, everybody back to work. Let's go. Oh, he did say that, huh? And so it's kind of like vacation time's over with. Let's get back to doing our Avengers stuff. Okay. I know Avengers. So which way they going to go with it, Avengers? Hey, boy, we can do that in speculation. All right. All right. What don't make no sense to you? Something that doesn't make any sense is that yeah, they everybody that I saw in the one area was like wearing all black. It was just weird. Oh my, I don't, I don't get that. I can't remember where. Hmm. Not remember that part either. But but they were wearing all black. The suit was all black. The lady who was wearing the clothes was all black. This is all black. Why? I have no idea. The thing that didn't make no sense to me was why, because what didn't make no sense to me, the biggest part that didn't make no sense to me was just like, okay, 
why didn't y'all get anybody else to come along? Now, it might be a thing because they were scrolls and Nick Fury was on vacation and so they lied about being able to get into contact with other people. But why did y'all leave it to Spider-Man? Who, who's, I mean, he did his best, but really, what is he going to do against elementals? Like nothing. His spider webs go burn up against fire. They're going to get washed out against water. They're going to get blown away by wind and they can grab Earth, but Earth is going to rock beat spider web. It's going to just break through. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that, and how did nobody not remember or figure out that the Night Monkey is Spider-Man? <laughs> okay, you got a man who's doing all this acrobatic stuff, got the same spider eyes, same spider eyes, Web. and uses webs. Come on, man. It ain't but one dude. Like, we sit here looking at all these different superheroes all throughout here. All the people got different stuff. But somehow, it's two same people. Nah. No. We already know what this is. Yeah, Actually, I think I might be able to explain it. Okay, what's up? Because they they probably don't know because there was all... Because that might be the universe that Miles Morales is from, and everybody's just jumping around, and there was a whole bunch of Spider-Man there and stuff. Yeah, it's a possibility. And they don't know to believe it or not. Yeah, and then, true enough, because he's actually, because because Spider-Man is kind of like a local hero, I don't think that people worldwide might not know him as well as they threw an Iron Man or a Thor. So that's a possibility. Now it's time for some funny moments from the movie. Uncle Shane, do you have any funny moments? Yeah. Happy and Aunt May whole relationship is funny to me. Yeah, that was pretty weird. Peter Parker just sitting there like, what is going on? (laughs) Then he's sitting there eating lunch with Auntie. And Aunt May is kind of cute. Trev? It's the fact that Spider-Man reacts to um when everybody figures out that he's um Peter Parker. He was like, "What?" and he just grabs his head and then the movie just cuts off. Yeah, that was pretty funny. To me the funniest thing is just Flash not knowing who Spider-Man is and being a super Spider-Man fan yeah, but hating Peter funny. Parker. That's just just, just <laughs> so funny. That is hilarious. <laughs> and then, and how how pretentious do you got to be to have a name talking about the Flash following? Flash mob. The Flash, yeah, the Flash, that's what it is. The Flash mob. Here's big F here. It's like, really? You ain't even that tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not all right, so now what's something that you thought was smart that happened in the movie, Uncle Shane? I like the fact that Tony Stark left Spider-Man some glasses. Edith, right? Right, either. Yeah, he left those glasses for and for him. And uh, and basically just had access to, to Tony Stark. Basically everything Tony Stark. Right. Mm. I thought that was brilliant. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. What about you, Trail? Something that was smart to me was t- 
her act to make a Mysterio act in the way he did to make him be trusted enough to get the glasses. Yeah, that's true. That is true. To me, what was smart was looping it all together. It was just, and I'm going to get back to this in when we do threads, but just kind of looping it all back together to make it kind of come back. Like everything comes back. It goes full circle. And how this story was like a continuation of the previous stories. All right. So now what's something in the movie that you saw? You're like, man, I need that. Trev? The suit designer. I'll make me like 500 suits. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. You can just custom make your clothes all day. Man, that would be so, like, that would be awesome. And we don't even got to pay for it. Well, I mean, you have to pay for it. I'm, thinking, I'm pretty sure that thing costs like a billion dollars. No, we don't have to pay to make the suit. Well, that's one thing. You just... I, I, just, I just need even, you know? If I had a pair of glasses with all Evie's capabilities... What would you do with it? We're not going to put that on record anywhere. <laughs> that's what we're not going to do. We're not going to put that on record anywhere. Edith will help. But I need Edith in my life. Okay. Well, I could just deal with Mysterio's tech interfaces. Imagine the capabilities. You could create a gaming system like no other. Like, you could create to where you're in the game. You are the character. And it's 3D, fully integrated, all that stuff. What if you die in the game? Well, then you die in real life. See? <laughs> so you better, you better get good. I like As they say in Dark Souls, get good. I need I need Edith too because I can use the Edith to get that suit designer and then throw that away and then use the suit designer. Fair enough. What's next? Alright, so time for the debate. Now... What comes down to in this movie is who is the next Iron Man and was Iron Man really that influential? Okay. So, I would say the next Iron Man should be me. The scrolls. <laughs> One of the scrolls, maybe. I'm not saying this should be. I'm just suggesting. <laughs> because they can literally be Iron Man. Yeah, but your suggestion is wrong. I know. Probably Spider Man. Your suggestion is still wrong. Who else was there? Mysterio's not even a. Person. Yeah, just because he's in the movie doesn't mean that the person's not in the movie. It has to be the next Iron Man. And I know what some people are oh. thinking. Oh, we've got the new Captain America out there. He's not going to be the next Iron Man, the next leader of the pack, the next person to bring people into the next century. It is very simple who that is. All you got to do is take a little trip over the ocean to good old Africa, the motherland, to see the king of Wakanda. 
Because who else has tech that actually is more advanced than Iron Man's tech? Hmm. Are we staying in the Marvel Universe with this? Yes, the Marvel Universe. Oh, I was going to say Batman. <laughs> no, Batman is not more technologically advanced than Black Panther, nor does he have more money than Black Panther, nor could he beat Black Panther in a hand-to-hand -hand fight. That's just what that is. Any of them Batman fanboys out there, email me. Tweet no. me. Let no. me know. <laughs> because... First of all, Black Panther does not need to be the new Iron Man. You know? Black Panther is Black Panther. He yes. But we're not talking about him having to be Iron Man, but taking the place as the leader going into the next iteration of Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh. You didn't make that question specific. Oh. Well, that's what um, I meant. Okay. okay. Who I personally think the next Iron Man is going to be the key from Iron Man 3. 3. Why was he at the funeral? Why interject him back into this world when everybody's forgotten him? No. Now, if we go get in the weeds here, we go get into some chatter. The person who played Iron Man, RDJ, Robert Downey Jr., wanted the real, the next person to be the next Iron person to be Iron Heart. Riri Williams. That's who we really want to see. I will explain it a little bit more. But it's a super genius African-American young lady who invented her own Iron Man suit, met Iron Man, and became one of her mentees, and now is Iron Heart. Is, is she, where is she? She's in the comics. So they're not put on screen yet? Not put her on screen yet, but I'm pretty sure she's a much better choice than the little chubby kid from Iron Man 3. I got one. How about his daughter or his wife? Well, Pepper doesn't want the role, and... She bit Iron Man for about maybe a good 30 minutes, kick some robot butt. But is she going to want that role to continue on? She never wanted that role. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What about the daughter? Nope. Hawkeye's daughter. She's just a kid. In years, maybe. And you were talking about Hawkeye's daughter. Hawkeye's daughter would take over the mantle of Hawkeye. Yeah, but... You're going to need a technical genius like Riri Williams to be able to utilize and create new Iron Man suits. You just can't have a person that doesn't have the expertise in the background to well, be they able to take over. They have to to us. They can. They can do that. That ain't going to be... That ain't no problem. Happy Hogan. Happy just happy... Trying to date Aunt May. That's, that's all Which he's not guessing. a bad choice. Not a bad choice at all. But oh. nevertheless. So. Uh, anybody else? Yes. Anybody else I need to shoot down? You ain't shoot I'll down mine. It. I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay, so. You just didn't like mine. <sighs> the kid from Iron Man 3 was a decent prospect. How? What has he showed us? <laughs> hey, he was a smart to be a regular kid. Dan, there's a lot of people that's on scholars' roll. Do that? Do, 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 do you think just every scholar gonna be able to take over the Iron Man mantle? Well, you're talking about a person that technically doesn't exist. They do exist. They hadn't been introduced in the comic book. We're ta I'm talking about people that's already been in a two movies, actually. Yeah, it doesn't work. 
your make quote unquote make believe person doesn't work. No, Ruby Williams works as well as I've already stated that the Black Panther is my choice. Next. <laughs> ding ding. What? <laughs> Three count for me. No. All right, so time for our thread segment, right? And so the thread of this movie that I've seen is Legacy. And you saw this from both a negative and a positive aspect of how a person can leave a legacy or how a person can like impact somebody else, right? And so we see the positive legacy of Tony Stark in that he created the Stark Foundation and Stark Industries and all that stuff. And he was able to pretty much groom Spider-Man up to be the one of the newer Avengers in line and everything like that. To put together all the stuff and all those positive things and to do what he had to do to save the world. Like everybody loved him. There were murals, there were paintings, there were things all over the all over the place for him. Also, as you can see with Stan Lee, with him having the um with him having passed on, having given so many different things to us from his legacy, and then you can also see the negative parts of his legacy because the whole Mysterio situation came from that negative part of his legacy, the people that he had to let go, the people that were making mistakes, the people that were compared to him. And so I think that in this movie, you can kind of take from it that you can kind of see how your legacy can be seen in different lights. And so it's important that you leave a good legacy so that other people will be able to follow a better example. What do you think? Okay. My thread is movies. Spider-Man. All the Spider-Mans, except for the Andrew Garfield ones in back. They all ended with, like, drawings and stuff, and so did Shazam. Ah, so you just, like, a, in a, a interconnectivity of, like, the child heroes? Animation. Yeah. But Shazam kind of stole that one. Spider-Man yeah. did it first, then Shazam stole it, then Spider-Man said, this is mine, I'm going to do it again. Yes. But the drawings were worse this time. Yeah, kind of seemed a little splunky. Did you have a thread on the chain? Alright, let's move on. Now it's time for super upgrades. Uncle Shane, do you have anything you think this movie can upgrade? What this movie can upgrade? Uh, I'm having to upgrade. I'm satisfied with the movie. Completely from, from uh, beginning to end, actually. That's fair. Um... Yeah, I don't, I don't have an upgrade. All right, Trev, what about you? The drawings at the end. Okay. If they looked like the ones in Shazam, it would be a lot better. But they were like stick people drawing instead of actual muscular people with elbow squares. That's fair enough. I think that the only thing I would have upgraded was to kind of give Mysterio's story just a tad bit more fleshing out. Because it seemed he, he seemed to be a little bit more unstable. Like, I understand he was unstable, but he seemed to be just kind of like more unstable a la Jim Carrey, Edward Nigma from Batman Forever. Just kind of like, oh, he fired me, so I'm going to go crazy. 
which is basically the same thing that the Mandarin did when he got shift stiffed on you know the rooftop meeting or whatever. So it's just like if they kind of gave him just like okay, he fired me and then you know my white my life went to ruin. Like he just kind of like he was just mad because he just turned his stuff into something else and just called it a funny name. And so I think they could have fleshed that out a tad bit more. But overall. Much like both of y'all said, it was a pretty awesome movie because he only said the credits, and so actually, you. I actually have more. Okay. They called it the book. Why? It's, it's a snap. We he know was... it's a snap because we saw it. Nobody else saw it, other than the people that were on that on Titan when it happened. Yes, and then they're like, actually, it was called the snap because. Thanos did it. He was like some boop, and then he went to Titan. But nobody else knows that, and they're not going to give confidential information like that to everybody in the public. Mm, you kind of gave it a better name than that, like the disappearance. That's too long. Or the ruin. That seems too bleak for people that got to actually come back. Speaking of that, Stuff was, that happened. speaking of that smart, they used they used this movie as a bridge to kind of like explain what happened in Endgame and um and Infinity Infinity War how you kind of you you got all the stuff to happen like the people shifting ages and all that stuff they did a good job of kind of closing that gap of logic so I think that was actually pretty smart too. All right, so out of zero to five web shooters with zero being the worst and five being the best trev what do you rate spider-man far from home 4.9 okay strong rating Uncle Shane. give it a 4.5 okay well i will give it a 4.7 just so we can hit all those odd numbers in the 4.5 and above range excellent movie it was fun it was an adventure. It was a nice light movie, even though it had a kind of a dark consequences that could have came from it. It was a nice light movie to come off of Endgame, which was just so dark and dreary and just kind of like an emotional slog. Just to kind of go back and just to be like, oh man, let's just have this fun, simple I'm trying to tell this girl I like her. I went to get her this thing and everything kind of goes wrong kind of a situation. So it was kind of fun. I think it was great. Great idea. Great movie. I rated it uh, lower than some people would just because it was what Mysterio did. Plus the cliffhanger and plus everything else. Yeah. That's good. I think that works out good. All right, time for some fun facts. Trev, what you got? Tom Holland was actually a dancer. Very, very good dancer. And he has been in a lip sync battle to the song Umbrella. You could have used the umbrella when he was fighting the water thing. Because <laughs> there's a whole bunch of chairs with umbrellas. Stuff. Definitely could have done that. Okay, so let's talk about fun facts, different links to different things. Okay, so first off, we are talking about multiverse. We just got off 
of Spider-Man into the um, Spider-Verse. And so they're talking about multiverse level Earths and stuff like that, which is actually true if we're talking about the Spider-Man universes and stuff like that. Now we have a link between all the Spider-Man universes and that is J. Jonah Jameson because he was not only J. Jonah Jameson in this movie, he was actually J. Jonah Jameson in the other Spider-Man movies too. And the Amazing Spider-Man and the original Spider-Man from the 90s. He was J. Jonah Jameson. And also a link to the DC Universe. He also played Professor, not Professor, Commissioner Gordon in the Justice League movie. So... That is a lot of linkage together in that situation. Now, if we were to go a little bit deeper, we had somebody mention Flash. I can't remember exactly, but I think Flash mentioned that. No, it was the teachers that were mentioning that. Also, J.B. Smooth, comedian teacher. Hannibal Burris from the first Spider-Man movie, comedian teacher. So those two was kind of like, like a little nod to that. Um... They said that they that Mysterio looked like a Power Ranger, which means that Power Rangers exist in that universe. And then somebody else said that he's more like Voltron, which is incorrect because the true thing that he is like is Captain Planet if he's got all the things together like Earth, fire, wind, and water. Come on, man. Y'all, it was right there. Go Planet. And they just didn't capitalize on it. Now... The interesting thing about this also is that if we're going to talk about legacy and stuff like that, um, Iron Man's legacy made the Power Rangers movie look like the way it was. They looked like they were Iron Man tech suits because the Iron Man movies in the Marvel Universe was so influential. And so there's a lot of different things that kind of go into it. And so I think that, let's see, is there anything else, anything else that I can think of? Nope, that's it for the fun facts. You know, um, news is we're probably going to swing back around and do the um, first Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming, because we've been meaning to do that, but this came out and we had to go see it. Um, make sure that you hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram. We're on all of those things. We got an email, herotalktt at gmail.com, herotalk1 on Twitter, the Hero Talk fan pages on facebook also shoot us a nice email voice message we had this one listener mr ac slater hit us up gave us some nice words that were very encouraging we greatly appreciate that man so we wanted to give you a special shout out for that one um and i think we're gonna wrap things up so this has been hero talk with talix and trail i'm talix and i'm trev with Uncle Shane. Because when there's a hero, we talk.